Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. I'm getting ready to call uh, Kyle here for the show today. Hello. Hey, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I didn't have uh, your, you on yet. Hey, Kyle, how are you doing, brother? Not too bad. And sorry I'm late in calling you, man. No, I, it's all I good. got tied up on another on another call, and i like, I got to get off here. I got to call Kyle so we can talk shop on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, man, I had COVID. Yeah. How'd you know about yeah, that? I Did just, you listen to my, my last podcast? podcast or yeah i listened uh, at least a part of it i didn't i don't think i got all the way through it the one with fred uh i know there was a woman that you're interviewing in the beginning i think it was the one where you oh just kind of the intro of, of all of you on yeah gotcha gotcha yeah um yeah i just did a podcast with uh fred heron a former um vineyard pastor and uh, i would say he's still a christian uh, but he's definitely very open-minded and very progressive. He's he's not your, you know, anybody outside of Christianity is going to hell kind of a person at all. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that one, and I intend to listen to it. I just haven't had a moment yet. I think you'll, I, yeah, you'll really resonate with that one, just because I I really that particular uh, podcast was um, uh, came about because. An, I had a recent encounter with an evangelical, always a, always a joy. And, uh, I, um, with talking to this evangelical, they, they asked me because I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard for evangelicals, the, the fundamental ones, of course, it's so hard for them to understand anyone that, that doesn't believe, you know, they, they can't, yeah. They, you know, because they, they believe so hard, wholeheartedly that they're believing the ultimate truth of the universe that they just can't wrap their minds around how someone couldn't believe it. But they also can't, they definitely can't wrap their mind around how someone who once believed then now no, no longer believes. Yeah. They just can't wrap their minds around how that is even possible outside of the devil has deceived me, right? Right. So anyway, they asked me, what what changed for you? And of course, I thought they were asking me because they were curious. <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> and it, 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 clear, it became clear pretty quick that they weren't asking out of sheer curiosity. But I took it as, oh, well, I said, well, I said, you know, I just started to kind of realize that the teaching was completely unfounded, <laughs> lacking in in evidence, and, and in fact, flowing against much of scientific evidence and things that we have discovered. And I just started realizing how absolutely ludicrous it was to think that you get to heaven through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and anyone that doesn't do that is going to spend eternity in the flames of hell forever and ever and ever. I mean, the more I just thought about that, I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I can't subscribe to that thought. And I, you know, when I say it, if you've ever heard my podcast, I pretty much say it every 
time I get on the podcast. It's something I say all the time because it's just something that my brain just goes like I can't. It's just that idea of a kind, caring, loving, good Hindu. When they die, they're going to get kicked burn in hell for all yeah, right and then the the fucking even a good let's just say good usually i say you know some kind of rapist that gave their heart to christ right before they died but that's you know but let's just say even just but a, a kind caring loving christian both of these people are both kind caring loving and but because they're a christian and they accepted jesus they get eternal bliss while the other person spends internal torment I, yeah I don't, I, I don't even have words yeah, it's it's an odd dynamic, and I don't know. It was weird to be someone who accepted that idea for so long, and then to turn around and be like, "Nah, that's that's kind of fucking weird." Yeah, yeah, and I, I've even gone as far as to say that that let's just say that is true. I mean, let's just for for fucking grins and shins here. Let's just say that is the way the universe is set up, like literally. That is true. Well, then you get into, well, that's fucked up. Like yeah. that, if that is the way it is, I don't care that, yeah, he's God, he can do it. He can set it up however he wants. Well, that God's a fucking idiot. Right. And I'd say that just as with no fear in my heart, because I mean, I obviously don't believe in that kind of a God, but I'm just like, <laughs> if that is the way he set it up, that is the most unjust, psychopathic, ridiculous way to set up a fucking planet or a fucking universe and he could do better like if that's if that's he did a bad job (laughs) he definitely uh you have to like twist your morals and then yeah he's definitely a a megalomaniac Uh, yeah someone likened you know the relationship between christians and yahweh as one that's of an entirely, you know, abusive sort where you have to twist all your rationale in order to appease this individual. And all you get in the end is an opportunity to worship him for all eternity. (laughs) Right. Or he punishes you eternally. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird setup. And it definitely, I don't know. I think it definitely requires you to sort of twist, uh, you know, an innate understanding of morality to establish a new sense and understanding of morality that is, uh, I mean, you know, justified killing homosexuals and adulterers and children who rebelled and stuff like that. Right. Well, and then you get into a lot of the theology I, I remember that was, it was almost like if God, if God, you know, God's God. So God can, he's with, he's outside of the bonds of, of what I would say is morality, right? I'm a mere human. Right. So my mere little human idea of morality is, is short of fully embracing or understanding a God. So it's like what God does that I would be like, that's fucking bad. His but ways it, are higher than ours. Right. His ways are higher. And so, whatever God it's his ways are right and true. So if he says this thing is good, it's good to kill that baby because in the future that baby was going to be Hitler. Then, then it is good to kill babies, but you know, God is the only one. It's like, it's like we have to live within this moral structure 
that God set up, but God doesn't have to live within his own moral structure. Right. And that, Kyle, you know, now I, I guess I'm so far removed and I don't know how my brain got opened up. I don't see how anyone doesn't see it. And I and I mean I, I sound and I'd sound maybe I sound like a little bit of an e- e- you know egotistical asshole like I'm superior and I'm really not I know I'm not I'm a fucking moron I know I am <laughs> you know but uh, I don't I don't see how someone can't see that how they can't just look at it honestly and go tell me this d- doesn't seem fucked up to you like seriously like just just. <laughs> Tell me it doesn't seem fucked up that you can be a rapist, murderer, pedophile, but give your heart to Christ and spend eternity in heaven and yet live your a Hindu can spend their life being faithful, kind, generous, good, you know, everything about them is awesome. And then they die and go to hell to burn forever. Tell me that doesn't that's not fucking ridiculous. How can you not see that that's not fucking ridiculous? Yeah, I think for me, it's just it's proof that we're not really all that different from other animals because the socialization <laughs> instinct and the hardwiring of our brain, you know, is going to so many times trump logic and reason for, you know, what we grew up with, what we've come to understand as true, even things that seem so blatantly silly and obvious for someone who has been socialized in that sphere. It's almost it's just so ingrained within their psychology and who they are and what they are. And, you know, that's a a very ancient sort of mechanism in humanity. We talk about tribalism all the time. And so I, you know, it's just, I think our instinct and our, uh, what we are as animals sometimes overpowers our rational mind. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's some kind of a, a, a desire to, to believe in a supreme being and, and even, I'll be, you know, for me, I've, I've told you this before. Um, you know, I still believe there's a God I, I, I struggle. Now I don't believe I, I, and when I say that I have to, I always like to qualify. I don't believe like in the Bible, God, like I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that crazy motherfucker. All right. Uh, you know, but I believe in the, 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 there is some, you know, and this is strictly just a belief. I can't fucking prove it, but I mean, I just believe that there's some intelligent designer that is, has been, was, or whatever involved in some way, shape or form in the creation of the universe. Now, what that means and what that is, I, you know, and is there any involvement in this, this, is this, is there a kind of, is there a, is this creature involved in, 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 I don't think so. And if he is, he's, he's got a weird way of not showing up when he should. And you know, I mean, there's like, that gets into a whole nother discussion of, you know, God showing up at whatever I, I, you know, I I don't think he's showing up anywhere. Um, I think it was more of a, put his hand Science in experiment. <laughs> yeah. Like create this and then walk away and do something else. I, I don't know, but you know, there, there, I meet so many religious folk 
and I was this person that, you know, I, I remember preaching a sermon one time that I, I was basically just saying, you know, I, I couldn't understand how someone couldn't believe in God just because I had had such a personal encounter with God. Well, the reality was it wasn't a, it wasn't a personal yeah. encounter. Like he fucking appeared to me or something like that's what it would take. Now the, the only way that if, if you ever saw me back on here going, I'm a Christian and I, you know, I, there's only one way that could happen at this point is that literally he would have to show up in, in person some night or anytime. I don't care. Right. And just say, Hey, Timmy, like, I'm, I'm, I'm real. real deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm real. And yeah, Christians fucked up my message, but you know, whatever, because I really have, it's, it's this Christian. I don't know about you and I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking. I want to hear more from you on kind of your first, I know we've talked about this before, but it's still just some, it's so fascinating to me, but I just, I, I just got to that point where I couldn't believe in that that Bible God any longer. The the one that, you know, swallowed up opened up the earth and swallowed up innocent children and you know, uh, whatever. Like I couldn't right. I couldn't palette that 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 was the God of the universe. And, and then of course you get into the, you know, an all loving and all kind, you know, that was the the mantra, right? You, you and I were both raised exactly, you know, assemblies of God. So we both came from the exact same stock, but you know, God is good all the time, right? God is good. Really? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, starving children, uh, wait, God's what? And he's good, okay, and he's all-powerful? So, wait a minute. It, like, something's wrong here because I'm not fucking good. I'm definitely not all-powerful. Uh, but if I was, I'd fucking for sure heal the children. You know? Yeah. Like, I would yeah, st- I I'd mean, start there. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. For me... I think it was just looking at all of that and looking at, I mean, I, I, you know, I've talked about uh, how we tried to reconcile modern views with an ancient text and how I don't think that really works. But I think also it was just, you have these ancient people just trying to figure shit out and that's how they come up with the Bible. And the more I read it, the more it, it seemed more like mythology and the more it seemed like, you know, man-made and, uh, you know, something with man-made rationale and rationale that seemed fairly common in the era that it was written. And so I think the mystique, you know, we talk about saving the children, but uh, the reason God doesn't do that is because in the Bible, they had to explain the fall. They had to explain why children die. They had to explain why we don't live in eternal paradise and because that was what was being observed all around them. And so it, it just, it came me in my mind eventually to just be a sort of spiritualized rationalization of how the world works through observation or fallen and sinful because children die and that's why god doesn't save them because everyone needs to repent right 
Yeah, and I have a different understanding about you know about scripture now. Now I realize you know when we, we when I say the Bible God, well the reality is that they're not actually describing God. They're describing what they think, and right. just like what you said, like what they felt. What you know when a kid would fall on the floor and foam at the mouth, it's demon possession. Right. And when there was a drought, it you know the, God was punishing the people because of their sin. And causing a drought. Well, we we know that shit ain't true. We know that that's fucking what you call epilepsy. And then we also know that that sometimes it just doesn't rain. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like yeah. <laughs> like sometimes it rains too much. We understand weather? Yeah, right. You know, it's like well, you, you know, do you remember when nine eleven happened? Some of those yeah. fucking moronic evangelical TV nut job oh. preachers that got on there and said it was God's judgment on the homosexuality. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, it's funny, even then, uh, you know, that was, I was still, I, you know, I was a Christian then I was an evangelical Christian then, but even then I was like, those guys are idiots. Yeah, those guys are fucking nuts. Like, yeah, like I was like, I don't have, I don't associate with those fucking morons at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I think I even from the pulpit said, that shit's crazy. You know, the Jerry Falwell nut jobs, Pat Robertson, psychopaths, all those weirdos. Fred Phelps from Westboro. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were definitely outliers of, of an extreme, yeah. you know, extreme. They're the they're the the Islamic strap bombs to your body and blow yourself up version within the Christian church. They're the extremist fundamentalist Christians. Yeah. 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 yeah even in Bible college, I forget what happened. I think uh well, you do you know about 4chan and anonymous? Yes, this yes, ish. Yes. Okay. So they're basically just a internet cyber group, you know, that troll people and hack but anyway they uh <laughs> leaked all the personal addresses and phone numbers of all the members of West Pro Baptist Church. <laughs> oh dude. And I remember and I remember being in Bible college and everyone's like, yep, that's that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We're glad they did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, good good thing, you know. And but I was among you know the of course the assemblies of God, you know, we were among that that group though. You know, now yeah. even we looked at them as a little bit like, oh, uh, you know, like, I don't yeah, know. Think, yeah, like, oh, it made us nervous. Not the Westboro people, but I mean, like, you know, Jerry Falwell and th that whole Pat, Pat Robertson and fucking focus on the family. And, you know, um, they were definitely more of, of an extreme. But the problem was they were the ones that everybody was hearing from because they're they were in media, right. you know, so it just made any to me. It just drew it. It drew a wedge, you know, it's definitely, I, that, I don't know when the turning point for me was, you know, I always had doubts and questions. I just don't know at what point where I really, I don't know where I just clicked over, um, for me, it just, it was a slow, progressive, ongoing thing. But, but partly what I want to talk to you about today and what, what we're doing this particular podcast about is um 
God's love for marijuana. No, I'm teasing. Uh, I'm trying to think of a catchy title of something we could talk about. Put it in the title. What does God think about marijuana? Um, which would be which would be great. Um, I'm for it. Well, of course he's for it. I mean, he created it, right? If there is a God, he created all things. So this is good. Anyway, um, um, yeah, the, this whole science thing. Now, I know in our previous podcast, you know, you know, you and I talked about how you were a, a part of a version of Christianity where that, that was not, you weren't, you weren't raised like oddly enough, even though we were coming from the same exact background, you, the, the group that you were a part of, or the church that you were a part of, or the influences that were, you were reading or whatever, weren't narrowing, narrowing in on, you know, the creation is an actual six day creation story. And Adam and Eve were actually the first two humans. You know, you kind of said, no, I really wasn't, that wasn't a part of my worldview. Um, it was more, you know, other things, other teachings were more part of your worldview. So yeah, when it was, Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's it. Oh yeah. It was a little more new. I mean, there were definitely people. I have a friend and most of my friends that I went to Bible college with, they did not accept theistic evolution, but they were not necessarily like, if I believe that I'm going to hell. Um, but it, evolution wasn't necessarily a topic that was discussed. And that wasn't to say that like the six day creation wasn't discussed. It was just prior to college, there was no one really pushing some conflict between the two. And I just didn't really think about it that much. So, right. but uh, a lot of people, we were taught the, we were taught a variety of theories in our hermeneutics class. Right. Uh, theistic evolution was touched upon though. The professor they allowed for it. Yeah, yeah. The professor didn't accept it, and I was the only person in my social circle that I knew that did. But it was certainly more of a conversation without as much contention as maybe it could have been. Right. At different points in time, or even with you know different circles. So. And when did you really find uh, an interest in? science oh always uh, yeah i grew up loving kids or not kids i <laughs> i was a kid i as a kid i grew up loving animals and dinosaurs and you know zoology was always a focus of mine so life sciences specifically you know were something that was always interesting to me and when i got old enough to kind of understand what biology was specifically in like high school like it was always my best subject i always found it really interesting and then eventually more in college is when i got more into like the social sciences like anthropology and sociology and things like that which were actually kind of a part of my degree since i was going for missions right um but so upon leaving did, did you actually, you graduated Bible college? I did. Wow. So you went to four years at Central Bible College. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and here's, what a here's, way, now you look back and like, what? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm putting words in your mouth and this is never, nothing, nothing you ever said, but I'm thinking four years of Bible college to then do <laughs> nothing related to what you went to four years of Bible college for. Yeah, it's, uh, been kind of a bummer. I feel like I spent $60,000. I mean, I will say, even though a lot of the spiritual moments, a lot of the things that were really stood out to me and, you know, that I've kind of gone back and sort of questioned, like, I actually love Bible college. 
Like I made all my friends that I'm still connected with today. Like I have a lot of good memories. I didn't really have any bad sort of uh, circumstances that happened to me. Um, and I mean, I did drink between uh, summer semesters, like, you know, but they never found out. So I never got in trouble. So no one cares. Right. Uh, That's why I was kicked out. You knew this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. drinking wine coolers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, no, Bible college was actually a, a pretty good time for me. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like, I've got this degree that I spent $60,000 for. And now I can't really use it though. It might help me get into a nursing program. So it helped you be a Sunday school teacher. It could, it could. <laughs> now you're, are you I'm back good. in school now? I'm starting in two weeks. And so the program I'm trying to get into requires that you already have a bachelor's degree. So it will still at least be useful in that sense, even though it's nothing related to nursing, which is what I'm going for. Yeah. And I'll have to get a few prereqs done. Uh, at a community college first because I didn't get a lot of science credits at Bible college and right. you need a lot of science credits. So would that be four? So you'd have the four years of Bible college within the, what's the program now is what a two year? No. So I'll have a year of knocking out some prereqs as a part-time student. And then I'll get into a one year accelerated nursing program, which will be pretty intense. Um, because it is kind of like combining two years down into one, but by the time I'm done, I'll graduate with a bachelor's of science in nursing. So, okay. Well, you'll make a great, is that, so you're going to be a nurse. That's the plan. Yeah. Maybe at some point go back for nurse, uh, anesthetist or oh, nurse practitioner, but I'm kind of we'll talking to, a a, a, fee, a female, uh, who's a nurse esthetist, which is a, she, she's like Timmy, basically she goes, I'm, the anesthesiologist. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I do, yeah. I do his job or her job, you know, for her. Um, so yeah. And they make bank. Not that that's like a big focus of mine, but if I can, no, you know, well, this, well. dude, there's no shame in that, man. I mean, you yeah. know, I, uh, you know, gosh, I'll tell you brother, the, you know, when I think back my life journey, you know, here I am a 52 year old man and, you know, I, I have a career I'm in, in the wedding business and, and I absolutely, I, I, I couldn't be any happier. I mean, I love my job more than people can imagine. Like it's, it's literally my highest joy. I, I just, I got two weddings coming up this weekend. I'm just elated. I love what I do. Um, not a lot of money in it. You know, there's not a lot of money in yeah. it. And so, uh, I told both of my kids, um, who are adults now, but you know, I told them growing up just because of my own life, I said, Hey guys, find a job that you can do that you would love and, and find one where you can make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, yeah. money doesn't bring you happiness. It doesn't. I mean, I know that I'm happy as fuck and I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling in it. Um, and I do fine, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, rolling in it, but, but I love what I do and I, and I make a, a decent living. I said, but it'd be even better if I made a great living. <laughs> I, said, I would, right. <laughs> you know, if someone said, Hey, I'll, I'll double all the money you're making. You just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so in other words, I don't think money brings you happiness, but I sure think because I'm already happy, uh, it, it could elevate my already happiness for sure. 
So well, it definitely can bring stability for sure. Yeah. Which is what that, helps lead into more happiness when you have, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about when you have to take a week off for work because of COVID. So this <laughs> is exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or a year off from doing what you do. Um, yeah. so when it comes to, to science, we're, where did you like what what things have you studied specifically that you just you just get jazzed about like is it evolution um like what is it specifically that you that you find so compelling or interesting um when it comes to science and discovery and things like that so i mean are we are we on the podcast right now yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, that didn't click for me yet. Um, oh, we've uh, been recording the whole time. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Okay, cool. As soon I as I sure. called, as soon uh, as I called you, we were live. I got you. Rock on. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, I think it's it's gonna sound kind of dorky. I like science and uh, specifically like zoology and uh, biology and. Uh, kind of more related in the fields of like taxonomy, just because it's something that I find interesting. It's the classification of animals, how they came to be, where they've lived in the world, um, how they got there, and uh, how they evolved and developed. And I think the biggest reason I find it interesting is because it also filters back into my more nerdy hobbies. Uh, so, you know, we've talked about me playing Dungeons and Dragons, and of course, I love sci fi and fantasy. And so, I think understanding, you know, the world around me has kind of inspired me in a lot of ways in terms of just pure entertainment and hobbies and stuff like that. And so I can't really say it's like some big desire to discover truth as much as it is. I just find it interesting and I find it enjoyable and I find that there are implications within my hobby life and my, my passion projects in which it can really enrich those. So yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at, but also there's just, well, I think a curiosity, right, right. Well, yeah, we, we had, I know the last time we had talked, we, we talked, um, some about evolution and how, you know, being as, as a Christian, you know, evolution was false. It was a, the devil, it was science trying to, you know, disprove God. And, um, so I would say evolution, the study of it and my understanding of it, um, has grown immensely over the last, well, frankly, over the last just year, I mean, and and maybe even more recently to say the last six months, uh, to where I've really began to, to, well, not take that back. It's been a, it's been a, it, it was about a year because I got that book and I never I haven't even finished it. I should finish it this year. Matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to finish it this year. That book called sapiens. Yeah. And yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. That was kind of the beginning of where I really started going, wait a minute. Like <laughs> so many of the things again, you know, you and I don't have, don't, we don't share this part, but you know, I, I had so many things were integrated in my, Adam and Eve were the first two humans and literally every person on planet earth comes from Adam and Eve. And, you know, then <laughs> as you, you learn and grow, you realize that, Oh, 
No, that's not that's not actually true at all. Yeah, like that's it like, begins to not make a lot of sense, really. Right. Yeah. It's like if you break it down, it just like no, that's that that can't be true. Like that's not that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like like uh, I don't know what's true, but that's not true. <laughs> right. Um. So let me let me because I know you have a fascination with dinosaurs, and I do too. Um. I don't know the story on dinosaurs outside of they were destroyed 65 million years ago by an asteroid that hit somewhere. I forget where, or they think that, I mean, that's what they yeah. surmised. Yeah. That, I think that's the prevailing theory. And, the, and the, the, that theory is because it's clear through the fossil records that the dinosaurs were alive one day and dead the next. Is that correct? Uh, n- <laughs> No, not really. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, they think it took a while for them all to like die out. It wasn't like the asteroid hit and then life on Earth just was wiped out. It probably took. I think I read something that it could have taken like taken like a century. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just immediate where everything died. Uh, it took a little while, and so you probably had you know like the big flora and fauna because their food sources were dwindling eventually they starved and it wasn't necessarily just a, an immediate they all just you know were killed by the asteroid impact which would make sense because we think when an asteroid impact would hit like that it would shake the whole world the air the atmosphere would become uninhabitable but more than likely it was something that was drawn out over a, a little period of time okay but it but it was but it was sparked by this asteroid that's what they think. Uh, I've also heard a theory that it could have been asteroids as well as other plate tectonics, which may or may or may, or may not have been kicked off by the asteroid uh, impact. Because, I mean, if something that big hits the Earth, you know, it could still cause massive earthquakes, tsunamis, climate change, volcanic eruptions. I mean, it can you know, start a chain reaction of a lot of other events. And so all these events compiled were what, uh, I guess on a, you know, larger time scale was fairly short, you know, a hundred years, 66 million years ago, a hundred years isn't very big, but. In, right. Uh, that does seem know, sudden. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And so it seems sudden to us given the time frame, but in that time period, it may have been a little slower than what most of us are kind of initially thinking because I thought that too, like the asteroid hit and they just died. Right. Yeah. I've, um, Oh, there was a question I was going to ask you because at at this point, what we, uh, think, think we know, I guess, or like what science has discovered so far. So humans were not around at the time of the dinosaurs. No, no, not even close. Now, here's the part, this is the part where I, I guess I still hold on to my little bit of my creation um, background. It's like, and again, this is just my ignorance here, Kyle, but it's like, who created humans? That there's, It's like, I feel like they just had to have been created. We're so, again, this is, again, this is my peon brain, but... It's, I just feel like we're so different than the birds and the dogs and the alligators and the elephants and the horses 
it's and then there's humans. It's like we're right. such a separate, different species that, uh, I, and I I would love I I would you know I would love for it happen to happen in my lifetime for this to be discovered. Like where the fuck do humans come from? You know, it'd just be so cool to if if we and we maybe maybe that's an, a thing that we could never know maybe it's something that we could never know but it's like we came from another this sounds just ridiculous but in my mind i'm just thinking because it, it would make sense to me a it makes sense to me that yes if there was some supreme de- being and he saw all the stuff on the earth and you know the dinosaurs have been wiped out and all this stuff and you know there's different life on earth and then there's this supreme being that says hey let's 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 create the seed of humans and you know like that's feasible to me, but it's also feasible to me that, that we're here because we were actually in another galaxy or in another place and, or something, we were in another planet and that planet was going to be destroyed for some reason. And that we traveled and earth was a bit habitable and we settled here millions of years ago. And again, now so long that we have no, we're an, we're a species with amnesia. You know, we don't, we don't have, we don't know where we, all we've known is earth. This is it. We've only been here. We've only known this, you know, which would make sense that, you know, millions and millions of years. Well, of course, <laughs> eventually, you know, shoot, I, I don't even know my family history and that's only a couple generations ago. Right. And so I'm like, I don't know. So you, you know, you add on millions and millions, well, then it makes more sense that, well, of course we have no earthly idea. Our great, 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 grandpa didn't write shit down to say, here's how it all, here's what was up. Right. I, I don't know. I would, I would kind of contend with that idea a little bit. I think with, you know, the notion that we came from maybe another galaxy or something like that. It still begs the question of how did we get there? How did we develop? Who oh, put us there? True. But I think also we do have transitional species of humans here on earth who had, you know, smaller brain cases um, and more primitive, more primitive tools. And so, you know, I think if we're looking at a major spacefaring society, you know, there would be, much more advanced technology when they landed on earth and they probably wouldn't be as primitive as we see, you know, our, early our earliest, yeah, our earliest ancestors. And so I think, you know, we probably came here from earth and I've, because I've studied evolution um, and actually we were talking about dinosaurs. And so to get to an interesting topic, something that, you know, a lot of people, just on, you know, who don't really have a big interest in this may not know. So dinosaurs appeared around 250 million years ago in the Triassic period. But prior to the Triassic period, there was a period of about 50 uh, that spanned about 50 million years known as the Permian Age. And in the Permian Age, you saw uh, a fork off of reptiles called synapsids. And these synapsids eventually evolved into therapsids. And these therapsids were mammalian-like reptiles. So mammals actually existed, or at least their ancestors existed, prior to the existence of dinosaurs. Right. And uh, you see 
So the number of digits we have, the five digits that comes from our early reptilian ancestors, like if you look at uh, an iguana, you'll see that they have five digits on either foot. And so uh, a lot of the characteristics that we see with our hands and our specifically our feet that eventually evolved into uh, early mammals, such as like mice, which also have like little hands on both their hands and feet. And then eventually you get to the tarsiers and the lemurs, which are early semiforms. And then you get to monkeys, which have more characteristics of what we would see in our relatives. And then eventually you get to apes and then you get to us. And so you can even see a transition, you know, as far back as 250 million years ago, leading up to uh, our ancestors and eventually even to us in terms of anatomical characteristics that uh, have been present for a very long time. And so I think when you kind of look at the large picture of, of evolution and uh, kind of delve into some of the more nuanced ideas and some of the uh, maybe less interesting elements, because dinosaurs are cool, therapsids uh, are not as well known uh, just because they weren't as big, they weren't as diverse at least as far as we understand as dinosaurs were and so a lot of people don't really care to research them which it you know it's not for everybody yeah. it's not an interesting topic for everybody i should say and so i and think that that's kind so, of where some of that thought comes from yeah when i think about dinosaurs i you know I, I, you know what what kid at least and uh, that i don't know a kid alive today that's just not absolutely fascinated by dinosaurs and I, I find yeah. it's kind of wild that they, you know, they, they, they not only died out, but, um, had a longer run than we did. Yeah. Really. That, that, they, when they, they were how many millions of years? So they appeared around 250 million years ago and died around 65 million years ago. So that's like 185 million years. If I'm mathing right in my head. Isn't that wild that for 185 million years years this earth was beaming with life like dinosaurs now we're it, are dinosaurs uh are they how do i how do i put this were they worldwide like were there dinosaurs were. on every continent everywhere around the world yeah uh and, and i mean i know at some point you had the continents were well you know roughly connected i don't know at what point we're looking at pangea um because I know tectonic shifting and stuff happened throughout the age of the dinosaurs. And so I'm sure the globe looked different across those 185 million years. But yeah, they were everywhere. They were essentially as prevalent as we would see mammals be today. And probably a big reason for that is that, uh, well, if you look at their ancestors, a group known as archosaurs, which led to dinosaurs, but it also led to crocodilians. Um, we look at these early archosaurs and a lot of them were bipedal or had long legs. And then if you look at crocodilians and of course birds, their only remaining descendants, uh, both of which have four chambered hearts. Um, there's a pretty big argument to be made that dinosaurs were both warm blooded and they had four chambered hearts, which would make it much easier for them to populate the globe in much the same way that mammals did and so that they could go into more temperature extremes because they had a better ability to regulate their own body heat 
And then, of course, the four-chambered heart's superior in terms of just oxygenation and pumping blood and things like that. And so they were kind of their own thing, really. You know, dinosaurs, we look at them as reptiles or we look at them as birds, but, you know, maybe we should just look at them as dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, though they someone I think I heard this on a program I was watching about dinosaurs and and someone was talking about dinosaurs are extinct and the the expert said, "Well, technically they're not extinct." Right. And, the, and the interviewer was like, "What?" And they're like, "Well, we we have birds." Yeah. Which are the descendants of the dinosaur. I'm like, "Oh, interesting." So once the dinosaurs died off, so these large you know, these lo- dinosaurs, these big huge creatures once they died off in that period after the the asteroid strike at least you know what they think you know so once once that 100 year period where they finally all died out what remained because well, the, so, what remained is where, how we're here right 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 and i think i don't know if they know the exact answer but i imagine you know like if bigger animals require bigger food so if there's a mass extinction event food resources are cut down. A lot of your larger animals are going to die out. They're going to starve. It's just not enough and food. So, yeah. Yeah. Just on that basis alone. And so that's probably why you see a lot of the big dinosaurs, the the non-avian dinosaurs um, die out. And even some of the avian dinosaurs, because I mean, Tyrannosaurus was still maybe a forking branch off modern birds, but they shared a common ancestor. And so they were technically considered an avian dinosaur, even though they weren't a bird in and of themselves but they were big. And so you look at these massive animals who would require a lot of food. And if they were warm blooded, they probably had to eat often because uh, the thing that determines what's warm blooded and cold blooded is metabolism. And it's the, you know, more or less energy produced inside your cells that helps you regulate body temperature. And so a cold blooded animal has a much slower metabolism, which is why, you know, you can feed a snake once a week but if you only ate once a week, you'd probably die eventually. Yeah. And so if or you be super, giant, super skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not healthy. Yeah. Uh, so if you had these giant warm blooded animals and then you had a severe cut down in uh, food source, you know, a lot of them would begin to starve. And so the smaller animals, such as birds and small mammals and maybe, you know, things that lived in relatively protected areas or even in the oceans. You know, I don't know how a marine life fared, but I, it didn't seem like they went through maybe the same degree of mass extinction that terrestrial life did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just because I don't understand something, you know, doesn't make it not true. Right. That's typically how our brains work, though. If, if we can't understand it, then it's not true. Right. <laughs> which, right which is such yeah. a egotistical moronic view. But I, you know, that's, I think that's just human nature uh, because in my mind I'm thinking, okay, so what you're telling me, Kyle, is there were dinosaurs and, and then there weren't. And then there were these little, little bitty, you know, creature, little mini squirrels, little ferrets, whatever you want to know, whatever these little things running around. Yeah. And then over millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years, that little groundhog, whatever, you know, went from a groundhog to he started walking upright 
as a little groundhog. And then he started, you know, and then eventually the, somehow their branches off into more of the human. <laughs> that just blows my mind to think about it, that my, my early ancestors <laughs> were little animals, a little bit like a little ferret. Like that just, yep. it's like <laughs> if you go back far enough, you know, and that, that's just because I can because that seems so, well, I don't know how else to say. It just seems ridiculous. I'm not saying it's not true. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, that just seems wild because it's like, well, then when it enters in consciousness, like at what point was there consciousness, you know, uh, like this, like we're having a fucking conversation on a podcast right. and we're, you know, it's like, we're talking about history. We're talking about what, the way we feel and, you know, and the, the, our careers and our life and our goals. And I was like, where the hell that come from? Because, you know, right. birds aren't, birds aren't, you know, when they're like chirping away here in this tree outside my place here, when they're chirping away, I don't think they're fucking pontificating the, the meaning of life. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. The thing with me and that I've kind of thought maybe just in the last couple of years is that we view consciousness, consciousness as something you have or you know. And, but if we're talking about evolution, then maybe consciousness exists on a spectrum. Um, because, you know, even we were just, you know, talking about dinosaurs, they were pretty biologically complex. And so some of them could have been relatively intelligent. And so, you know, the birds, you know, sitting outside your door may not be contemplating the greater meaning of life. They may not be contemplating the big questions, but they could be contemplating what they're going to do next, how they're going to get some food, how, you know, more basic things that still may require some sort of cognitive process. You know, I, I, I have a dog and two cats. And so my dog, she's pretty clever. Uh, she knows how she can get away with things. She knows when she can get away with things. And that's why we have to leave her in a kennel when we're gone, because when we're here, she won't get into the trash. She won't get into the litter boxes. She won't get into all these things. Yet the moment we leave, the, we'll come back and the trash will be knocked over. We'll see litter strewn everywhere. And, you know, that requires some thought of I can do this when they're not here, but I can't, I can't do this when they're here. And it may not be to the same depth that we have, but I would make the argument that animals with brains and at least some degree of nervous system may have some sort of primitive consciousness and depending on the complexity, you know, and then part of evolution, would you say then part of evolution then for us is that we evolved into a more robust consciousness? Yeah, I would make that argument, you know, uh, because we see weird things, you know, one thing that, have you heard of the uh, the mantis shrimp? Uh-uh. So it's this little bitty shrimp um, that has cones in its eyes that would seem to indicate that it can see full spectrum light, which is weird in and of itself. But then it can also move its, uh, I don't know what you would call them. They're not really claws, but its arms so fast that uh, it releases so much energy that I think it can like increase 
the uh, temperature of the water around its strike to almost like 2000, <laughs> some ridiculous number, some just absolutely absurd number. And somehow they evolved this characteristic. And so and what's this animal know, conscious, called? A mantis shrimp. But, uh, you know, so we see these weird characteristics that seem almost supernatural evolving species around the globe and around the world. You know, we look at extremophile bacteria that can exist in, you know, just crazy temperatures and live for thousands upon thousands of years. We look at, uh, what are they called? Uh, the water bears. I, I think they're trilobites. But there's some sort of, you know, single cell organism that can essentially exist in the vacuum of space, you know, and that's also crazy. And so, you know, intelligence and consciousness, it's just kind of the thing that we evolved that is kind of crazy. But these crazy characteristics can be found, you know, in different expressions throughout the animal kingdom. And so, you know, I think that that's, again, my passion for animals is kind of helped me to understand that humans are amazing don't get me wrong you know so we're technically animals yeah we are absolutely fascinating so how do you think i mean evolution uh and i think i i think we may have brushed on this a little bit when we first talked but it would only make sense to me that evolution is a continual continuous um mechanism or it's a it's so in a million years how will we have evolved? So, uh, you know, that's, a, I think, a really interesting question. Um, there was a human species known as Homo erectus that I think had about a million-year run, which wow. comparatively, we've only had a 300,000-year run. And technically, that run, I don't even think, is as long as Neanderthals were around, if I'm remembering Neanderthals showed up around 400,000 years ago and went extinct around 40,000 years ago. So technically Neanderthals were on the planet uh, longer than we were. Um, and so it could be, you know, in another 700,000 years, there may be changes in our genetic code. We may have different sort of ethnic groups, but we may not be that much different just because there isn't as much a need for us to change. And so, uh, you know, evolution in some sense can speed up and slow down. And so, you know, we talked about after the dinosaurs, you had some sort of little mole-like thing that was sort of the ancestor to most mammals that exist today, not necessarily all. And uh, it walked out into a world where you had all these habitats and all these niches that were suddenly open and ripe for the taking. And so... Because all the dinosaurs went extinct because everything died, you know, and so it could start sort of start to spread out and, uh, you know, reduce competition within a species to aid in its own survival. And so in that sense, there was maybe a great need for this species to evolve and then they had to evolve into other species and spread out across the globe because one, there was an ease of of it to be able to do so. And two you know, uh, for my thought process, uh, basically competition within a species sure. pushed it to do so. Whereas we aren't really, I mean, we do compete on like a national level, but it's not necessarily 
the same, I suppose, as what it would be when we were in the wild. And so evolution may have slowed down a lot for us. Right. And it's, I think I, you know, I may have mentioned this last time I was on, like crocodilians haven't really changed in the last hundred million years. They're pretty much the same thing they've always been. And it's just because the niche that they live in, this aquatic ambush predator, you know, that lives at least within tropical lines usually, uh, or along the equator, uh, is still a very viable niche, something that's still very adequate in survival. And so their need to change and evolve is just not really all that present. And so it could be that in a million years or even in a hundred million years, we don't look all that different beyond maybe bioengineering and, you know, all that stuff, things that we may eventually do to ourselves. Right. But I mean, if we're looking at, at, at history, that's not been true of any of the homo, like Neanderthals went extinct, Denisovans went extinct, Homo erectus went extinct, Anthropolo, like they've all gone extinct. So it would almost make sense to me that, you know, in a million years, they'll be talking about how the Homo sapiens had a, <laughs> you know, a million, <laughs> a million year run. And now, you know, I mean, it, the, the, to me, it would only make sense. Like they went extinct eventually. I did. Here's what blows my mind. And I, and we'll end this conversation and you know, we're going to be doing this uh, once a month and we'll just have some fun talks. But the, the other thing that I find so fascinating is just the fact that, that, you know, we're one of several human species and yeah. that we're like you said, the homo erectus had a good run and, you know, homo Neand or the Neanderthals had a, like, that's just fascinating to me that, that there were other humans that occupied this space like we occupy this space that now and think we're the king of it all and we're the you know we're the superior but i'm thinking well i mean it would only make sense that eventually we're going to go extinct if not because of an asteroid which is very that opens up a whole other can of worms i mean that i i mean that's entirely possible right like it's not it's not necessarily sci-fi to think that we could be struck by an asteroid correct i mean we're just a little fucking blue dot floating out in here in the middle of nowhere i mean we could be fucking destroyed yeah yeah did you see the uh sorry this is kind of a side no thing, that's fine did you see the new movie on netflix don't look up, up? yeah i loved it loved it yeah, i mean it was a I little it seemed very political like, yeah. uh, like towards the end, I'm like, you motherfuckers. But anyway, I, it was <laughs> yeah. a great movie. I, yes, I liked it so much, Kyle. I watched it twice. Yeah. Yeah. There's an asteroid could hit us. There are things known as shooting black holes, which I think may have torn through the Milky Way galaxy at one point, where it's essentially a black hole that may move close to the speed of light. You know, if that thing comes at us, we won't even know what hit us. And so there's so over. many things that could just obliterate life on earth that lead to extinction uh but if we're looking at like extinction through evolution so say a new species emerges out of ours and for whatever reason they're able to outcompete us which i think is what results in the extinction of a lot of other species is that you know adapt, the reason we survived right? yeah yeah the reason we survived and other species didn't 
other species that we were also contemporary with is because one, we may have moved into their territories, ended up competing for the same food sources. And then two, we were better hunters. And then three, when something catastrophic did happen, because we were the better hunters, we were the ones who made it out alive, whereas the others didn't because we were competing for the same food sources and we did it better. Right. And so it could be, yeah, in the future, you know, I don't really know how it would happen necessarily um, because who knows or will be say a million years from now, or even a hundred years, a hundred thousand years from now, uh, just given the rate of our technological advancement. And so exactly how that would happen for us, because, you know, in some sense we are doing something that no other life form on earth has done. You know, the mantis shrimp is cool, but how many mantis shrimp have flown to the moon? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's the one thing I think that's very, very possible in our, uh, uh, continued, continued evolution and advancement is, you know, we may be an interplanetary, um, bearing uh, group, you know, like it's, it's, pretty it's cool. like that would be cool. I mean that, you know, when you, especially when you think about a, a cataclysmic event, I mean, how, how sad would it be, you know, how we've advanced and where we are as a human race and just, you know, what we've done here, it's, it's, because it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I love life. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm, I'm glad to be for the, you know, it's very rare. Like, I mean, it's like the fact that I'm even here having this experience is just really wonderful. And I'm, I'm very oh, thankful yeah, for it. Wild. Yeah. It's just absolutely wild. And so the thought of some kind of big rock <laughs> just destroying it all. Uh, I mean, gosh, talk about, you know, you talk about the dinosaurs being, wiped out i mean that that could be us and there could be some some other advanced who knows but i just i would find it sad that as van as advanced and as as technologically advanced as we are you know that that we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves and and i know that we do have some protection and of course we you know we're we're watching you know we're we're watching but i mean there wasn't too long ago it was a year ago or so that you know we're we missed something and <laughs> something came between us and the moon or, you know, it was still, it was a long ways away, but it was, it, it kind of made our butt pucker like, well, shit, you know, yeah. like we need to keep a, keep a better eye up, up in the sky. We, we don't want to yeah. get surprised and be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, wiped out, not even know. Yeah. Not have a plan and not, you know, I would, I would sure hope that NASA's, um, you know, I'm, I would sure hope that we got our eye on this thing so that, if there is all of a sudden out of left field, here comes something we can shoot a rocket up there and, you know, move it or whatever. The, the I, I think that the, that would be the best. I think that they've determined that, that that'd be a better to move it rather than blow it up because then all of a sudden, yeah. rather than one piece of thing coming to the earth, we've gotten 20, you yeah. know, uh, which could be more, more damaging than, than the singularity. But I also think that, I, 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 I would imagine you're right. Based upon that, even the up movie and other movies that I've seen there, I'm thinking there might be some kind of backup plan. I'm, I'm thinking that we'd shoot up a bunch of people up into the space to, you know, hang out in space while the earth goes through and is more habitable. We can come back down. I, I, I would imagine somebody's got at least some people with a lot of money has a way of, if to get off the earth, 
or or go into the earth in a bunker you know that where there's a, a year's worth of survival down there and then we come back out you know you've seen the movies I mean, it's all you yeah know, it seems very sci-fi but then it's not um, i mean it's actually happened we've had asteroids hit the like i mean and so it's not this isn't like sci-fi it's entirely feasible right right and yeah i'm sure we have some sort of contingency plan and even if we don't have one that we can implement yet i'm sure that we at least have like uh the theoretical possibility of like shooting to another planet or something like that something yeah. that is in the works at least but yeah well kyle yeah. man i uh I, I like your brain dude I, I yeah i enjoy uh chatting with you i think yeah, I, I think it. the next ex ex <laughs> i don't even know how to say the word episode there we go thank you um maybe we do maybe we do a current event one because i know you like politics uh yeah. maybe what we do is our next month because we're doing a monthly m- next month whatever the day that we're going to record we'll take all the current events the the pertinent ones the current events and and talk about it because i people man this we live in a crazy world you know we talk about asteroids and all the fun stuff we've just talked about Man, like, who knows where, you know, I mean, talk about history. Like, who knows if America's going to make it, you know? Yeah. I mean, re- legitimately, like, no kingdom, people think it's forever. Like, you know, because we live in this little moment in time, and so everything revolves around our little world, you know, and, you know, but when you step outside of that and you look through history, nothing lasts forever, Kyle. Nope. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. The Persians went bye-bye, the Romans, the Egyptians, every they all no one so even the countries that have remained are definitely not the same as they were a thousand years ago right like so is america gonna still be here in a hundred years maybe even maybe 50 or 25 years most likely no right i mean like just look at history america is I, and someone told me there's a bunch of crazy shit going on in China right now. I, I don't, <laughs> uh, is there, I don't keep, I don't keep up uh, with that shit. Yeah. I mean, they're putting people in like re-education camps and like someone told me like Hitler stuff. bad. Like it's, it's crazy. Is that, is this true? I don't know if they're exterminating them, but, uh, there's a group known as the Uyghurs who are Chinese Muslims that they're putting in the camps and, more or less trying to brainwash and re-educate out of their religious beliefs. And I mean, they've committed genocide in Tibet, God knows how many times now. So see, I don't see how that even happens on the earth today. You know what I mean? Like there, there are some things that are so, I don't know what the word is. So depravity, like when I hear of stuff like that, I'm like, how the fuck is that allowed? Like how human atrocities, why the fuck can't we send a team over there and just kill all those motherfuckers? You know, the bad people like what the fuck is going on in our world where we can have sex? We can sex traffic children. How the fuck is that happening? Yeah. I, you I know, know, like I'm, I'm shimmy Christmas. And, uh, and then you go back to what our initial conversation. How could there be a, again? I still believe in God, but I'm I really struggle. I really struggle with a God that would be all powerful, able to create all this shit, but yet he can't protect the children. 
I, you know what I mean? Like I, my mind cannot comprehend how a God could stand by and allow for children to be raped. Yeah. How is that possible in the 21st fucking century? <laughs> now you, you, you remove God from the picture and it's still, how can oh. we as a government like America with all of our spies and all the shit, how the fuck can't we go in and fix some crap? Kyle, do you have the answers for us? <laughs> I have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I sound so, I sound angry. Maybe, you know, it's funny as I'm not really an angry person, but when I start really thinking about certain things, I'm just like, how, how is it? How is this even possible? How, how is it even possible that there are children being held captive and used for sex, like, how is that happening in this world? And the fact that yeah. we know it's happening, uh, you know, of course, then you get into money, corruptness, and all that. You know, not, not everybody's like you or me, and not that we're anybody. Well, I can't speak for you. I, you know, I'm nothing special. I'm not fucking, I'm not the moral fucking police. Um, but, but there's a, there's a line, right? Like, there's some things right. I'm just like, how, is this going on? How's, how's this even going on? I don't, I don't, I don't, I just can't, I don't know. It does. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's probably a lot to be, to be said and discussed on that topic. I, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I have ideas, but. Well, let's, how about this? You think about all those ideas next month. We'll talk about how we can fix this world. Um, you and me. Timmy and Kyle fixing the world and then <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a, a current events. We'll talk politics and current events. Cause I do have some thoughts and opinions on that too. And what, you know, what I, I think we should get away from the Republican Democrat parties. I think we need to, I think we need to eradicate all of that. I, I have ideas for what the government, how we need to restructure the government and have them actually be a useful uh, entity um, to, to really serve the, the greater good. But um, yeah, we'll fix everything next time. All right, <laughs> Kyle, seriously, I really genuinely, bro. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your yeah. brain. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, my friend. You too. And I appreciate you for having me. Hey, thank you, man. Talk to you soon. Yep. See you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me and uh, my special guest today, Kyle Haas, uh, as we rambled about life, God, dinosaurs, all the crap we talked about. It was very fun. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.